0: just I, I just again want to say thank you all for joining in to studying in the word tonight's Bible study. Uh I couldn't do it yesterday, which was November uh 8th. Uh wasn't feeling too well, but we are having this nourishment today, November the 9th, 2022. Um, anybody want to uh uh Share their thoughts on the reading of the Daily Bread dated uh, Wednesday, November 9th. And
1: it's something that we have listen to a lot of times when you do ask me to pray, like sometimes when I talk mm-hmm. uh, to you lately, I keep saying within His will. Yes. Yeah, in His will, because you know. God's will and our will is not always the same. I mean, you talk to the Lord and you ask him for help with many different things and we ask him to do things for us that sometimes we may not get what we've asked for. And as a family, I'm starting to realize it's within his will, mm-hmm. he knows best for us. We don't, he knows and there's a reason for each and everything that he does for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning, too, that just because he does according to his will, it doesn't mean he's going to do it tomorrow, next week, next year, or the next 10 years. And I'm learning that to live within God's will is truly that You have to live within his will. You have to find time each and every day to kind of slow down and just listen. Listen, is this what he really wants? And then you have to be patient and just wait. Have to wait. You may have to wait almost all of your lifetime.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But he will. But there's some things that are going for me, and like I used to, you know, I just said, it's going to be whatever it is. And just, you know, but I look back, I said, he did protect me, he could hear me. A, and I'm happier now, later in life, than I really was in the beginning. Not that I was, to have good times growing up. There are things I just I find more peace, mm-hmm. more peace I'm growing and I'm putting my trust in God, in His will, His will, and, um, and, you know, we each have to put everything in God's hands, That's that's all you have to do, and accept His will.
0: Praise God, praise yeah. God. Praise God. Any other uh, thoughts? Well, I agree with Sister Patricia. Um, when she read
1: Days Baby Bread, I thought it, you know, uh, one word, humility. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of times for me, um, people that want to not follow someone or uh, not want to, let's say, how she said put in perspective who is in charge, who who is God in your life. And a lot of times our ego and pride get with you say, God I got this. I don't even need your help. I don't need to stop and listen to you. Um, I'm going to listen to myself and I'm going to take care of this problem. You know, you go take care of bigger problems and I got this problem. But, you know, again, um, you're nothing without God. But all things are possible with God who strengthens us. And you can't think that each and every day here on this earth that we are in charge of what we do in our lives. You know, as far as the problems that we have, we're supposed to give them to Him and we're supposed to be led and guided and sometimes we don't want to follow a certain path and we don't want to listen to god where he might tell us you know uh, this situation or this person um is not going to have the outcome that you wanted to have but like you might not understand it now but you understand it better by and about you know so um, i just learned pastor just to be, just to be humble and move myself out of the way so i can't stop and i can hear god's first voice and understand that he is our leader he is the one that is supposed to be uh on the phone and, and we're supposed to bow down and and listen to him and follow him and i know each and every time i have done that i have been able to be blessed it's only when I move myself in the way and I try and take care of things even faster than what I want to take care of, or just like I said, in kind college, of just move him completely out of the picture. That's when I fall to the pastor. But I just go with God. I just, I'm okay. I'm okay. That's what I can tell everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if you follow him, you, he will not lead you astray.
0: Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, uh, Sisters Nicole and Sisters Pat. Uh, Anyone else have uh, thoughts on our reading? Okay. As we're looking here, okay, in um, the title of the Daily Bread, Wise or Unwise? I just want to restate a couple of sentences that uh, called out to me. When I was 10, I brought home a cassette tape from a friend at youth group that contained the music of a contemporary Christian band. My dad, who had been raised in a Hindu family, in a Hindu home, but had received salvation in Jesus didn't approve. So the reason why these sentences called out to me is because sometimes in our lives, we come across unbelievers. We come across people of different religious beliefs. That doesn't mean that God did not put us in their path. And I often remember even uh, in my adolescence, when I strayed away uh, from the church, the church was still in me. And I remember talking to my friends who were, uh, you know, in, of, the, of the world, you know, and some of them were not brought up in church. But when I started speaking about Jesus, their interest sparked. And we as wise children of God can speak to the unwise people and help them along the way. And when we are ministering to people, We also minister to ourselves and help us. And when the question is asked in in the Daily Bread, how can you determine what will be wise or foolish as you make decisions? How can you seek God's guidance? To me, I have determined arguing, debating about the Bible debating, arguing about what is the right or accurate religion is futile and it's unwise. You know, um, some people will say, you know, they come across, let's say uh, a person who is uh, Arabic and they will say Allah. Well, you know, God has many other names. Why do you just referred to a lot. That's an unwise. So I have determined anything that will turn a person away from God is unwise. Anything in my life that discourages me from serving God is unwise. And how I see God's guidance Is by seeking his approval. Sometimes people can say things that hurt your feelings. And I have to ask myself, okay, if I say something back, what's on the tip of my tongue, will God approve this message? You know, a a lot of times in, in 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 political advertisements. You'll see uh, a politician has a approval by either himself or by somebody that is respected in the communities or in our American government. And to explain this, when we used to see advertisements by former President uh, Barack Obama, he would say the message, and he would say, "And I am." Barack Obama, and I approve this message. So I coined that and different things that I do. I say, you know what? I'm a child of the most high God. Would God approve this message? And it has me acknowledging that God is listening, that God is watching. You know, so I have to watch what I say. I cannot turn people away from the good Lord, his presence. And I just want to read in, in, in another uh, part in this 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 article, which I love the daily bread. Everything is just beneficial. But um, there's things that, that just call out to me. And uh, in the second paragraph, Paul encouraged the Ephesian believers to be very careful then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Like a good parent, Paul knew that he couldn't possibly be there or give instructions for every situation if they were going to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. They were going to have to discern for themselves and understand what the Lord's will is. Now, the reason why this called out to me is because uh, for a while, um, I have even uh, defined myself as the helicopter parent. Some people have uh said that my kids listen to me and idolize me and um and I'm like you know what no they they do what they want to do, trust and believe. (laughs) You know, they they have their own beliefs, they have and my kids my adult sons and daughter, um, they might talk to me about certain things, but they have their own relationships and their own discernment. And I need to uh, make sure that I'm committed to making sure that they have their own relationship with God and that I don't try to intercede and intervene in their relationships, uh, whether it be spiritual, uh, uh, socially, um, any way habit. So this really uh, hit home and I needed this, you know, for myself as well, because when it comes to ministering, parenting, uh, relationships and, and kinships, um, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends, etc., cetera, when you invite God into every single relationship and every single conversation, it is a chapter, a journey in wisdom. Amen. Um, any thoughts? No, I mean, I, uh could just
1: say too, as they're on, that your children, um, have their own beliefs and um, have their own personal, personal mm-hmm. relationships with God. Um, it's just that you are planted that seed in them and they have so thank the Lord follow mm-hmm. that path of being uh followers of Christ. Yes. You know, so sometimes um I know some people pass beyond that their children um, a lot. I'm just going to tell you, like, they're, they're completely lost. And mm-hmm. they look at your children, or they might look at my daughter, and they might say, you know, uh, well, they're this way because they're forced to read the Bible. They're forced to follow God. They're forced to come to prayer meetings. And none of that is correct. Mm-hmm. None of that is correct. They have their own minds, which they're very, all three of mine, uh, nephews and my niece are very intelligent, and my daughter is well. Amen. And they, they they have their own minds to follow Christ, but they have personally chose to follow God. So I think sometimes people don't understand that when you do have children that follow God at such a young age, that's a blessing. Yes, that's a blessing because um, it is. Again, a testimony, what I feel, uh, knowing that if you are of this world, you and your children can be consumed of this world. But if you're of God, then you won't be consumed. And it doesn't mean that the Christian path is the easy path. Absolutely not. But what it means is that there are certain choices that you will not make mm-hmm. because, again, God is there. Uh, of their household. They follow mm-hmm. him. That's the difference between saying follow Christ, but you have just uh been saved. People can have salvation, but still not, again, fervently seek him, how Sister Patricia used to say about reading his word, studying his word, praying on his word, talking to God each and every day. Mm-hmm. That's how you grow closer. You know, and um I just you know, want to say that, you know, um, I, I'm a um, living witness of, of how they are and again that is because you planted that seed in them and then when they grew older, which they are, they're adults now, um, that they didn't depart from it.
0: Yes, amen. And and that is the key factor. Um I was brought up, we were brought up in the church. We were brought up to worship God. We were taught um, to, you know, conform to God's laws and not uh, the way of the world because that was the way uh, our mother was brought up. And even, you know, um, in speaking with our paternal grandmother, Elizabeth, um, our biological father, she was, uh, uh, rooted in the word, but in the upbringing, it, it mainly came from, uh, our mother and our maternal grandmother and our maternal grandfather as well. And so that's how we brought up our children. Not saying that our children is any better than anybody else. No, we're all children of the Most High God. We all uh, uh, are equal in the eyes of the Lord. God is is not partial. But I think um, where it comes from, um, people exude character in the way that they are brought up. You know, and um, if if you were brought up and your parents is out there fighting, um, talking to anybody any type of way, well, okay, that's that's your character. You know, um, I was able to communicate with my grandmother um, and my mother about anything. So that's what I did for my kids. And that's what you did for your daughter. And, and so, and what they'll do for their children, communication is a key. And, and I love this, uh, uh, example in the daily bread, um, elaborating on, uh, the, the example of, uh, in the story about the cassette tape, um, you know, at a Christian camp, and then also uh, Apostle Paul uh, encouraging um, the Ephesian believers even more so. Um, With that being said, um, I would like to very briefly read um, an excerpt, well, some scriptures out of Genesis chapter 7, I mean Genesis chapter 12, This is Genesis chapter 12, and it's on the topic of uh, parenting, okay? Genesis chapter 12, uh, verse 1, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Verse 4, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions he had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to the land of Canaan. And they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moriah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Um, we are going to get a little bit more in these scriptures when we come back from a break because the purpose of me reading this is when God gave this command, and we'll see this in the other scripture that I'll bring up after break. He told Abram to leave his father's house. Do you guys think that Abram left uh, his father's house without his father? We'll have answered that question when we come back. Thank you so much. We'll be right back studying in the word. Rhea Isaac, Egypt and Noah presents the resurrection story. This book will take you on the journey from creation through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Answering questions, why do we die boiled old age, Or what is the significance of an Easter bunny? And much more. The presence of the Lord surrounded Amelia and her family. The Holy Spirit filled their household with love, joy, and peace. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grew from a young babe in the manger into a young boy. He worked alongside his earthly father Joseph as a carpenter and worshiped our heavenly father with all of his heart. Years went by and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ performed many miracles and preached to many, many people. And this full length color book written by Michelle Carter Douglas, her sons, Patrick M. Douglas, Rylan Douglas, And her daughter, Arlesa Douglas, was also illustrated by her children, Patrick, Briland, and Arlesa. What a beautiful book to bring in all holidays. This book is written by a family for the family. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Rhea, Isaac, Egypt, and Noah presents the Resurrection Story.
1: brother Desmond you still on
0: okay yes amen okay so anybody have the answer do you guys uh, believe that uh, when Abraham was commanded by God to leave uh, was his father with him no Uh, okay uh anybody else um i
1: guess no
0: okay okay so the correct answer is no because at that time tara was passed on let's go back to uh genesis chapter 11. we're gonna go to genesis chapter 11. And we're going to read verses 27 through 32, and I'm reading out of the NIV Bible. While wow. you guys are getting those scriptures. Um, the okay, purpose... One moment, please. Oh, take your time. Take your time. The reason I'm bringing these scriptures...
1: the answer is because I did read the... Up above chapter 12.
0: I read some of those last two or three chapters. Praise God,
1: Sister Pat. I didn't read ahead. I just read a few chapters, uh, verses from Genesis 11, so I wasn't as a religion pastor as Sister Patricia. Mm-hmm. I just read I Five minutes ago, I also cheated because I Googled a little stuff in the uh, in my little phone Mm-hmm. And when I read
0: some of that, and I said, well, let me go back and look and read. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. I am so proud of you. Very good. Very good. Amen. So when we when we look at um, Genesis chapter 11, verses 27 through 32, this is the account of Tara's family line. Tara became the father of Abram. Nahor and Haran, and Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, in the land of his birth. Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. Now, Sarai was childless because she was not able to conceive. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from ur of the Chaldeans, to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. And then we go over to chapter one. After Terah is passed on, the Lord has said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household, to the land I will show you. So at that time, uh, Abram is leaving not his father's household per se, literally, but um, his kinship household. You understand um, their land in which they were. Um, and And God promises Abram in verses two and three, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. So the purpose of me bringing up those, amen. So the purpose of me bringing up those scriptures, people have to understand that each household is different. What God instructs Abraham, Abram, is not going to be the same instructions that he's going to give to the Carter family, to the Douglas family. And what we were talking about in the Daily Bread is um, what Sister Pat had brought up. The fact that, you know, sometimes we look for things and we wonder why certain things may happen for one household and not the other is because we are snowflakes. We have different instructions for the different arcs in our life. No one goes through the same flood. No one goes through the same exodus. No one will walk through the same valley shadow of death. It's all different. And when we look at these scriptures about this, Abram, based on what I've I've read through the scriptures where it talks about that, he was very close to his father. And also very close to his nephew, Lot. And and so when I see our family, when I see the relationships that uh, we have with our children, it brings me to this. And to know that God never will forsake us. And also God knows our timing. He didn't give those instructions to Abram. Before his father passed, he gave them after Abram's job and his assignment was completed at that particular time and his father was at peace. Amen? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
2: When, you say kinship, when you were saying kinship, so that meant he was walking away from the land that his family had. Is that what you were saying, or?
0: Well, kinship um, just means um, your family, family that you're related to. Your um, your of kin, your your uh, biological family. So when I said, okay. yeah, so when I referred to him leaving, you know, the household, it doesn't mean a particular house. Like for instance, um, uh, let's say like, okay, sister Nicole has her house. Sister Pat has her house. Uh, my kids have their house. Um, so it's not saying, okay, uh, me leaving, uh, my kid's house it's not in that aspect. It might say, um, I, I, for an example, okay, Michelle is uh, um, uh, God might say, Michelle, it's time for you to leave um, your family's household in in uh, the land that you have lived in your whole life, and I need you to go to uh, Texas, okay. And, and do your thing. So that's that's what I'm I'm referring to when um the Lord spoke to Abram is just he was giving it not in the aspect which some people um get this, and I think um Genesis um, confused where God is is um, well when uh, Adam is saying that uh, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You know, um is is different uh, different situations for different people, different instructions. Okay. Okay, amen. Praise God, praise God. I'm Thank you, Pastor. Thank you you are so welcome, my brother. You are so welcome. So are there any questions from anyone else? Amen. Okay, next we're gonna dig into exodus chapter 16 um and this is about the part where after uh god has delivered these people from exodus that they've been crying over for over 400 years they are now going to start complaining about the food that they're eating for free so uh, we'll take this in increments. I'll read the first five verses, and then we'll see who would like to take the next. The whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month, after they had come out of Egypt in the desert, the whole community <coughs> grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for, the, for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in. And that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So we see here in these first five verses that, one, God hears our thoughts and what we honor. You know, some people, and I, I keep saying this, you know, I don't care how many hallelujahs and amens you holler. If behind closed doors or underneath your breath, you're, you're scorning God because of the trials and tribulations <coughs> that you're going through, he hears that. And our hardships is only a test. We have to thank God for the rain, the sleep, the snow, the shine. We have to thank God for those days that we go hungry. And those days that we may be tired of eating nothing but chicken. We have to thank God because at the end of the day, he delivers us from our exoduses. He will take us on the route that is best um, assigned and capable for us to travel because he knows how much we can bear, as we read in uh Exodus prior, where God took the Israelites on the uh the longer route through the Red Sea because He knew there was going to be more travels, uh troubles through the, the shortcut. And here we're seeing here God says I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. And I'm going to elaborate that on on uh a little bit more because a lot of times what I've seen uh people say they're testing because that's what you know uh we as Christians are supposed to do. But And that is true, because uh, God does say test the spirits. But sometimes you have to ask yourself if you're testing or if you're tempting. And and I'll get into that later. But uh, Sister Nicole, would you read verses 6 through 16? Yes. So Moses
1: and Aaron said to all the Israelites, Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked towards the desert, and there was the glory of God appearing in the clouds. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening Quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is this? they did not know what it was Moses said to them it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat that is what the Lord has commanded everyone is to gather as much as they need take on Omer for each person you have in your tent
0: amen amen sister Nicole can you Um, share what the Holy Spirit um, enlightened you when you read these scriptures?
1: I can't pastor uh, and then I would just need my own uh, help in um, understanding um, Mm -hmm. the word omar. I never heard that word before, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But um, basically again, it's, it's about even what we read in our daily bread about um, following God and trusting mm-hmm. in God. Mm-hmm. And again, the Israelite community, they were grumbling. Um, they were fussing, basically, is what they were doing. And they were saying, Well, we're in this desert. We have nothing to eat. Again, even though just uh, a chapter back, pastor in Exodus 15, they were given water to drink.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: were grumbling again about um, thirst and everything. And, you know, Moses said, told Aaron, he said, you know, you need to talk to the Israelite community and let them know when they're fussing. They're not fussing at me because, yes, Moses led them out of Israelite, but who they're fussing to and who they're grumbling to is God Almighty, who just parted the Red Sea and brought them out of this evilness under Pharaoh's reign. Mm -hmm. And then, What they looked at is God came to them in a class and he was able to look down on their grumbling. And again, he always has pity on us, Pastor. Mm You know, we always do so many things wrong, and yet God still shows us grace and mercy. And with all their grumbling, um, in verse 16, he said that, um, you know, everyone is to gather as much as they need. And
2: that
0: meant that they had a abundance of, of of bread, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they weren't going hungry anymore because God supplied their needs mhm amen, amen, amen amen and um what I do, and that's a very good very good elaboration and what I did was i uh looked it up you know on google about the omar and uh and what this is uh one second i'm so sorry and so the reference of it um it sounds like they're talking about money but i said i'd like to um i like to make sure i have it correct so that at, because in the scripture, it said, take an Omar, uh, for each person. So let me see, Let's see. Pastor? Yes. Uh, I was looking in, like, she so you gave the Bible
1: book,
0: it said
1: it's a measure, of, uh, it's like a drive measure, and I looked,
2: up in this Bible uh, I have said and it says
1: something like about seven times. Right, okay.
0: right. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. You gonna come and take all my little books from me. No, no. Not at all. Not at all. So and um
1: amount for each
0: person who yes yes this is what the Lord has commanded everyone is together as much as they need take an Omar for each person you have in your tent so when it comes here let's say Omar um let's see quantity equal in weight yes ma'am uh a light royal talent. See, so equal to about three point six four liters. Um, mm-hmm. some places is two two point three liters. So yes, yeah, Sister Pat, you are right. A portion is a, is a portion. A grain,
1: almost like a, a gallon. Almost not quite a full gallon or something. Upgrade, mm-hmm. yeah, a grain to, to, for for bread. So so. Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's, yeah, that's a pretty decent amount per
0: person. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. I agree. I I totally agree. You know, and and when you study in the Word, you see so much. You know, and and what I can apply in my own life. You know, God is about portions, about um, being considerate to one another. Making sure that, it, you know, all this is, you know, free, you know, manna and, and quail is running down. The People don't have to be laying on the ground just eating till they fall asleep. You know, is that you take a portion, you know, be civilized, you know, and um, God says, you know, and, and again, you know, um, let me see. He says, everyone is together as much as they need. Yes. So, you know, everybody takes a portion. Everybody takes a portion. Um, verse, anybody else want to add anything on these scriptures? (coughs) Amen. Um, Brother Desmond, did you want to read uh, verses seventeen through twenty? Sure. Thank you.
2: Sure.
0: Mhm. It's Exodus chapter sixteen. Oh, I I have. Oh no! Amen. Praise God. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. How far you want me to read to you?
0: Uh, Seventeen through twenty.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. The Israelites did as they were told, some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the Omar, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning but it was full of maggots and began to smell so Moses was angry with them
1: <clears throat> mm. uh, so
0: that's just horrible brother Desmond what did the Holy Spirit lead upon you to understanding these scriptures that you read well they they didn't obey so the good Lord
2: I guess you can say the good Lord, let it rot. They wanted, they
0: wanted, God wanted them to listen to the instruction. They didn't. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much, my brother. Uh, Sister Pat, would you be able to read verses 21 through 26? Thank you.
1: Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two armors for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left, and keep it till morning. So they saved it till morning, as Moses commanded, and did. He did not speak of good maggots in it. Even today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath (coughs) will not be many.
0: Amen. Amen. I'm so sorry. Sister Pat, would you share what the Holy Spirit led you um, to your insight for these scriptures you read? Uh,
1: I think the Lord is still continuing his test of them to see if they will follow the instructions exactly as he told them to, you know, had told Moses
0: to tell them to do. Praise God. <clears throat> praise god thank you my sister thank you Amen. Anyway. you know one
1: thing i still, uh, as a you know because i never had read you know deeply in all these different scriptures in the bible mm-hmm. and now i understand society and even today it's the history and today sometimes you wonder why people do what they do mm-hmm. and you know it's just, like they say the writing is right on the wall for mm-hmm. all the miracles the Lord they still managed to disobey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there. He completely brought you out of Egypt. He performed miracles. You saw what happened to the Egyptians. You saw how he uh, provided food for you, no mm-hmm. matter. And you still disobeyed Yeah. So I can understand more. I mean, I don't know why, but I can see. So many things, people do and you just be wondering, why would they do this? When you see the handwriting is on the wall, there's going to be a price to pay for this. Or why don't you trust the Lord because you know that the Lord is there. And if these people like the miracles and, you know, the things the Lord did for them. And they still thought that they could fool God. Mm. Uh-huh.
0: That's so true it's 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 horrible it's horrible. <clears throat> we are gonna uh come back and finish the um the rest of the verses. uh we are gonna take a brief uh break. We will be right back with studying in the word. only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenig State Parkway. The roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, the angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another's lives forever. Take this journey in The Adventures of Gurga Boy, written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com. Every finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we faced brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of Anew is just one short story written by author Brian Douglas in his book, My Purpose, Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to mama, please don't go, another heartfelt, short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylin Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com. Amen. On the break, we heard such. Wasn't that a beautiful rendition of Silent Night by Hillsong Worship? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sister Nicole, are you crying? Oh, you know, God is just moving. You know, that God is just moving. You know, and it's nothing like being full on, on the Holy Spirit. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm already ready for Christmas. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start playing, you know, Christmas songs, especially like that one, because our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, our God almighty Elohim. Oh, the Holy Spirit. You know, because our Savior lives, we have a chance at everlasting life. Ooh, hallelujah! Praise you, God, our merciful, merciful, loving God. As we get back into the Book of Exodus, um, we we see here uh, we finished up with verse thirty, um. And I'll read verse uh, 31 through 36. The people of Israel called the bread manna. It was like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Moses said, this is what the Lord had commanded. Take an omar of manna, and keep it for the generations to come so they can see the bread I gave you to eat in the wilderness <coughs> Excuse me, when I brought you out of Egypt. So Moses said to Aaron, take a, <coughs> <coughs> take a jar and put an omar of manna in it, then place it before the Lord to be kept for the generations to come. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron put the manna with the tablets of the covenant law so that it might be preserved. The Israelites ate manna 40 years until they came to the land that was settled. They ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. And Aim Omar is one-tenth of an ephah. Okay. Oh, okay. So it says it uh, right here. And, you know, we, we, and and, and that's the thing, because I said, you know, the beauty about the Bible is when you read it over and over again, you get something uh, different something else pops out. And an ephah, and this is how it's pronounced, an ephah is an an ancient Hebrew dry measure equivalent to a a bushel.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, um...
0: What I, uh, received from here, but I just Googled, uh, out of curiosity, does manna still exist today? And it does. Yes. And it's, uh, in Italy. Yeah. So the bread manna is, 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 you can still get it. Um, and it's, I guess it, it, it comes from Italy. So I said that's beautiful. I'm gonna have to try to order some for us. So yeah, definitely. I'm gonna definitely do that. <clears throat> Praise God. So out of these scriptures here, um, <clears throat> what I just you know, uh, what 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 comes to me is just appreciation of the Lord, um, always thinking of the future generations, that a piece of us and our children's children, our children um, down through our legacy can receive things like the manna and even the knowledge of of, uh, what happened at the Red Sea and so forth, um letting us feel the Lord's spirit and his giving heart. Um anyone else want to share what they got from these scriptures? And again, I just you know um how brother Budson and sister Patricia and
1: you everybody's everybody, today, you know, it's about Following God's instructions means obedience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like how Paul said, uh, he couldn't uh, be with the churches, Corinth, um, mm-hmm. Ephesus, Galatians. What he did was he tried to instruct them, mm-hmm. like they were a child and he was a parent, to follow God. And that's what the Lord was trying to and yeah, instructions is to, to be obedient unto him. And when we owe obedient unto him, then that's when you will to see mm-hmm. any of the things faltered, And you won't mm-hmm. have some of the pitfalls that we have to suffer in life. Um, but then when we do turn astray and we don't follow them as the child follows a parent, then that's when, um, unfortunately, they're the roads and there's, there's, um, areas of our life that God most likely didn't want us to go down, but because we have pretty little we go down that road. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just, um, thinking about, you know, God has brought me from and all the things that I have been through. And to just be here now, it's just a testimony. It's goodness and it's grace.
0: Yes, yes.
1: When you are obedient, i just tell just brings so much love to comfort. And in these past years, it's been really hard for me.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he
1: has always been there for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just like how he was with the Israelites, you know, um, no matter how much fuss or no matter how much we he complain, um, he's always there to listen to us. just like, again, a parent, a good parent, you mm-hmm. know, who listens to a child that fusses, you know. And um, if you have that relationship with God, and you know that when you are obedient unto him, the blessings that he gives you, it's just insurmountable.
0: Amen. Amen. And and you know what, sister Nicole, I have to say this, you know, and, um, you went through a lot, a lot, um, in the course of the year. Um, and through it all, you roared. Okay. But the beauty of this, because I got to see the the work of God parting the Red Seas in your life. And way I say it is though, like the Egyptians persecuting the Israelites and chasing them through those waters. That's the equivalent of that man driving through your house and then having to rebuild the house and and go through the, uh, just a, a lot, a lot. And then, um, having to, uh, go through those other things that were going on in, in the city of Struthers and, um, and I know what the city of Struthers has done to me and my sons and my daughter, you know, and uh, I'm just, I believe in behind closed doors and I'm just putting it out there, um, in school. We were called niggers. We I mean just relentless, horrible. Um, yeah. I know I have in 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 anger, I have said some racial slur- slurs, and I apologize for that. You know? Um, but again, you know, um what those people did, um God is watching and God knows. And, and, and God will move and work for his children. So regardless, I, I, I know sometimes we get into it and whatnot. Um, and we say things in haste, but God knows our hearts. And, and the beauty of it, you went through that and God conquered. And you need to embrace that. You need to keep that with you. amen 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 Amen. god is god is wonderful god is wonderful uh with that being said we are going to dive on in to the book of genesis and we are going into chapter 10 and in this uh, chapter 10, it's after, uh, you know, they are able to come on out of the ark, um, as we read in, in eight and nine. And um, in nine, um, you know, uh, Noah's son, Canaan, uh, looked upon his father, you know, his nakedness, and and just thought it was the funniest thing. And that was not funny to Noah, you know, and uh, he cursed him. And as we understand, it wasn't that some people come up with this philosophy that the Black race is under Canaan, and that is why uh, the Black people are cursed. Uh, The Black people are not cursed. You can't curse what God has blessed, you know, and... We all come from Africa. So, and there's Caucasian people in Africa. Well, actually, if we're saying African, you know, whether or not your your skin is white as snow or black as coal, you're African. So, you know, I think oh. that society needs to get that addressed because Charlie's Theron, the actress uh, that has blonde hair, blue eyes, was born and, and raised in Africa. So she's African American, but, you know, until you guys acknowledge that, you know, it's just going to be, you know, a conversation that, um, you know, it's going to be like the elephant in the room, you know? Um, but going back to the subject at hand, chapter 10, um we see how here it goes into this is the count of Shem, Ham and Japheth, Japheth Noah's sons who themselves had sons after the the flood okay and um we let me go back to uh the son that uh did that what was his name again was it Ham? Ham. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. So Ham, uh, let me see. The sons of Ham was Cush, Egypt, Hut, and Canaan. That's where I got Canaan from. I'm sorry. The sons of Cush was Seba, Havla, Sabat, Sabata, Rama, and Sabtika. The sons of Rama was Sheba and Dedan. Okay. So these are uh, Ham's sons and grandsons and I think great-grandsons. And then we read down, Cush was the father of Nimrod, who became a mighty warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. So we see here underneath Ham, okay, Um, his legacy went on to be a hunter for the Lord. So, and I I bring this up because uh, if you do come across someone who has in their thought process that Ham was cursed or something like that, this is a good scripture to just bring up and let people know. No, no, no. Uh, here it is right here. You know, um, and then there was other nationalities that were enslaved. And we see here the Israelites were enslaved. So, um, but I just want to share that. Um, also, uh, let's see, we go down here um to see. Um, Verse 15, Canaan was the father of Sedan, his firstborn, and the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Gurkashites, Hevites, Arkites, Sinites, Everdites, Zemurites, and the Hamathites. Later, Canaanite clans scattered, and borders of Canaan reached from Sidon toward Gerar, As far as Gaza, and then towards Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, and Zebulun, as far as Lasha. Okay, so we see here about the the Sodom and Gomorrah, and that was um. See, underneath Canaanites. Okay, where the Canaanites, uh, the Canaanites clan scattered. And then we go down. uh, And before I read some of the other, um, you know, uh, ancestry and where the people uh, came from, what I get from all of this, not to get so hung up on, you know, the names and where they derived from and where they went to, whatever is the fact that eight people were on that ark. And from eight people, the world procreated and became many. That's the beauty of God's blessing. And in a world where sometimes we become desensitized to the appreciation of the lord when i look at nationalities it's a beautiful thing because we're all brothers and sisters eight people came on that ark eight people came out and we have the 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 blacks um jamaicans africans we have uh Caucasian, light complected, we have Italians, we have Chinese, Japanese, and all this uh, Indians, you know, Choctaw Indian, uh, Cherokee Indian, and that lets you know, and God says in the midst of all these nationalities and races, we are created in his image. Think about that. And when the Lord put that rainbow up, to show the sign that the world would not be destroyed. That rainbow wasn't just one color. That rainbow was several different colors. And God is of diversity and appreciation for creation. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, now, you know what? In verse 31, I found this interesting. Um, these are the sons of Shem by their clans and languages in their territories and nations. These are the clans of Noah's sons according to their lines of descent within their nations. From these, the nations spread out over the earth after the flood. So you see, we are royalty. We are royalty. And the reason why I say that we are royalty is because from Noah's sons, his three sons, God chose these young men to go out to different parts of different areas. And you see that each one of his sons, each one of his sons, had blessings. He speaks about the one son, um, languages, and the other son's uh legacy, uh being a skilled hunter. Um, and, and then when we look at uh Shem, Shem, whose older brother was Japheth, Shem was the ancestor of all the sons of Eber. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arksfat, Lud, Aram. The sons of Aram, Uz, Hol, Gather, Meshach. The two sons uh, were born to Eber. Um, one was named Peleg because in this time the earth was divided. His brother was named Jocton. Jocton was the father of Alamadad, Shelah, Hazmarith, Jerah, Hadram. Ozam, Uzal, Dekla, Obo, Abamal, Sheba, Ofer, Habla and Jobab, all these were sons of Joktan. The region where they lived stretched from Mesha toward Safar in the eastern hill country. So, when we look at this, what I'm visualizing is that these three young men called by the most high god who came down through the line of seth who who came after uh, cain slew abel these are the provisions of the way out that we have life that God has assigned. So when we look at different things about, and and we even can apply this in our own households, in our lives, we are all blessed. We are blessed differently. Not all of us will be skilled hunters. Not all of us will be able to speak different languages. But we could do the best thing that God created us to do so that's what I'm visualizing in these scriptures it's not about memorizing um, who uh, who bore who or who was blessed uh, with this um, talent or that talent it was that God saw the vision for Noah and his sons and their wives and Noah's wife And even the beautiful little animals, the unclean and the clean, to have a purpose. So as we experience different philosophical and spiritual floods in our lives, let us take this. Let us go into our spiritual arc while we are in safety from the storms. And the ark is the, the covenant between us and the Lord and the, conversate with him. And when we come out may we flourish. And sometimes we're going to make childish mistakes like uh, the one son, you know, laughing at his father. And then sometimes we're going to be like Noah. Sometimes we we could be drunk on, on on anger, pride, whatever. But sometimes we're going to have a little drunkenness somewhere. And sometimes people are going to irk us. And sometimes we may say things at haste. But at the end of the day, we go into our ark, we conversate to the Lord, we repent, confess, and we come out. And be that rainbow. Be that beautiful rainbow. Of God's promise. Letting people know. That God loves them. And that we want to establish peace on earth. We don't want to be like the tyrants. Like the Nephilims, Like those lowly demons. That 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 abandoned uh their job in heaven to to feed their 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 uh sin. No. We want to be the children of the most high God. Any thoughts, comments? I disagree. Um I
1: know, Sister Patricia, I didn't want to interrupt her bit. Because mm-hmm. that's about nations again. How mm-hmm. it said, you know, these are the descendants of how you said everybody that is here on this earth. It was based on territory of the Canaanites, Canaan. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so dependent on where they lived. It wasn't about race, that was mm-hmm. the
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, Sister Nicole, yes. You know, and, and, you know, I get a lot from this, you know, I said, uh, you're blessed with the, the intellect with medicine, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, uh, with just, you know, I, I really want to go into, to counseling, um, and things like that. I just love to, to help, um. in that aspect and, and both uh, and uh, Sister Pat is in the uh, medicine field. And so, you know, it's be- beautiful because we're all in the healing profession um, as for our kids, you know, as well. Uh, Patrice is working at the hospital and my kids, they, uh, you know, our Lessa loves to teach. You know, that's a helping prof- profession. Um, you know, uh, Brylan wants to uh, pursue his uh, career in law enforcement. And Patrick uh, wants to continue with the IT. And it's just a beauty how beautiful how, you know, each person has their calling you know, and, and I just appreciate that. Um, and, uh, is brother Desmond on the line, brother Desmond.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, Amen. Well, I, I didn't know if you, uh, wanted to share what you, uh, let me know that you, you made a decision, uh, in your career path. a decision no if you want to share what you you said you were going into in your career path oh definitely
2: going inside the ministry
0: yes amen so desmond said he is going to pursue ministry so praise god for that you know god loves his shepherds amen congratulations my brother praise god amen amen uh, with that being said, uh, Sister Pat, if you could share what our homework assignment uh, is for next week. Oh, we're supposed to, what
1: we're supposed to do this week, uh, find about the next business society and find the positives that, you know, you can overcome it with or that comes out of it.
0: Amen
1: doctor asking god, god you know. uh pastor of that but you know what i did jot out some things like i just looked oh. at the things are things like all right a lot of children uh lately child endangerment yeah well you know the children at the mom they step in but the thing is i'm thinking about well you know what at least the children are there somebody can get to them and figure out some way how we could, how they can you know change that situation at least the kids you know somebody can take care of them maybe uh, they can you know counsel the family whatever maybe they could find somewhere else to place the children but at least they're out of harm's way
2: hmm.
1: well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's one way i'm thinking about some of the things that be going on it just came because it's been quite a bit of that within the last three weeks
0: it's horrible
1: and, a lot of, and two families right down here in Struthers in the last couple of weeks. I was gonna say, yes, Struthers is the best have been. The last couple, you know, children, you know, and then those, and I imagine uh, maybe some people said, you know, there's somewhere things are going, you, know, you know, people know, and I guess they're just saying enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And the one couple, but when they took the baby the little seven months old to the hospital covered with bruises, the hospital, call, um, Akron Children's Hospital called on them.
0: You know, and that to me is so dynamic.
1: But I mean, least Lisa, there are people who do care. And, you know, it's a terrible thing that's going on love And then, you know, somebody's stepping in.
2: Praise and, God for know, that.
1: the children are that situation. It's a negative thing happened, but it was positive, you know something you know and then even like what we're trying to do with the uh thanksgiving giveaway boxes
2: mm-hmm. somebody
1: is somewhere sitting and, and i got somebody that did text me yesterday uh, we used to give her one every year my friend from work and she texted me yesterday you know she you know would like to have one yes but uh, you just want to know what people are going through Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely, and you know what? Um, you know we got fifteen boxes, um, that we, uh, thank you, Jesus, gonna bless families with. So please put her name on there so we can. Uh, and if you could let her know, we will be delivering, uh, those food boxes on the twenty first and the twenty second. So, um, and, and what I can do, um, because, uh, my job and whatnot, um, it, I'll have a break in between, um, my, my job, like from 10 to about, uh, one 30. So I could get those done either on my break or either after work. So yeah, we're going to definitely. Get those boxes out and um and I we just love doing it we just love doing it so who
1: knows I mean maybe you know all us I think know
2: somebody
1: and do it then like you said I mean you just never never know you know I think all of us know somebody, mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. something you know we think we're going we, we are we go through some things but then when you think about somebody else you know mm-hmm that is good.
0: You know, and and when he blesses us in the position that we can help other people, that's what it's about. You know, I could care oh, wow. less, you know, um what I'm going through. You know, I I want to be like our brother Job. I want to I want to be able to bless and be a blessing to people even when I'm going through my storms. Uh-huh. It's easy to praise it's easy to praise God and and encourage people when everything is going good, but can you do it when everything is going bad? But I always say
1: it's the truth. It's so true.
0: And, and you know, and I'm gonna mention this just like our clothing giveaway, you know. Um it 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 really to me, and I'll say this because it's it's a shame how some people look at what you're doing as a competition. And so I allowed that to discourage me, but you know, the fact that, you know, my family and my, my true friends and stuff. And so when we did the the clothing giveaway, um, sister Nicole, you at that time were displaced because of your housing situation of having someone drive through your house, um, while trying to, uh, uh, elude the police, you know, and going at over, I think, a hundred miles per hour this this criminal debt. So, you know, the fact that you were there helping to set up to to help people um get free clothing at our clothing um and school supply giveaway says a lot. And I know that's the reason why God opened those doors. Because he does test us. Okay, can can you do my work while while you're displaced? Or can you do my work while it feels like everything is being thrown at you, including the kitchen sink? And you said by actions, yes. And then I just, I saw God lifting. And he will continue to lift things. He will continue to bring you out of those waters where those sharks is gnashing their teeth. Amen? Amen.
1: I just want to say, too, real quick, Pastor, and then when um, you as my pastor and as, you know, my sister, uh, you know, you and your adult children, Patrick Byland and Arletha, my daughter, my son, Jake, and uh um, my mother patricia um y'all had your own things going through too mm-hmm. but then yes you took time to have god show up and show out by helping me during the times that i needed to be able to sit right here in my home today so you know again um, when people look at things and they say Well, wait a second, boy, you know, I got this I'm dealing with, you know, but I got to stop what I'm doing. And that's the kind of mother that I have. You know, no matter what she's going through, she will stop what's going on with her own issues and assist her children because she is a child of the king, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of trust and obedience that, you know, she has, that we have, that, you know, I know Brother Desmond, you know, he gave me words of encouragement going through a lot of his own issues as well, but that's the kind of obedience all of us have to God, you Mm
2: -hmm. know, that we
1: are able to help one another because when somebody is down, how Sister Patricia said, you know, with her, you know, group, that you should start. She only looks down on a sister when you're there to pick them up. And that's a mm-hmm. brother as well, you know. Um, but, you know, you, that's what you need to do. You know, you don't look at somebody who's down and say, oh, look at what they lost and, you know, walk past them. But you try and see if there's something, you know, you could do to help them along the way. Mm-hmm. And... Um,
2: you know, what
0: all of us, not just me, but, you know, all of us, you know, off of this line has shown by their actions. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, I know one thing I said, I am full. I am full today. I am full today. This was a good Bible study. I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. And for our homework assignment, we will be reading uh, Genesis chapter 11 and Exodus chapter 18. And, Sister Patricia, can you share the other homework assignment again real quick? Oh. oh, I've just done. Genesis 11 and Exodus 18, we're going to
1: read? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Genesis-, Genesis 11 and Exodus 18. Okay, that's And. I was trying to word it like the way you said when you told us last week, uh, find the negative things, you know, in society, and then, you know, you said you give little examples of it or whatever, or scriptures to back up different stuff that whenever we find the positives that come out of it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or something, you know, positive that, you know, the negative things that are in society and the positives that can come from
0: that yes 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 because you know what and and we're gonna call this exercise finding light at the end of the tunnel and
1: there
0: is yeah finding light at the end of the tunnel and you know because Everything that happens, there is something good that will come out of it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Hey, I just thought of something else I had read. It was this
1: little boy, about five years old or something, at one of the ball games or something. They're going to let him light the Christmas tree or something oh. because he's a cancer survivor. Praise God. The heart, Praise know? God. I mean, it's just that he's gone through all of this. And so he survived, I think with leukemia or something. And they just want to honor, you know what, all he went through. So he gets to light the uh, Christmas tree at this football game or whatever game it's going to be.
0: That I is beautiful. God. That is beautiful. Praise God. Praise God.
1: Yes. You know, and and like
0: cancer free right now, he's in remission. Mm-hmm. Amen. Won't he do without the miracle right there? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, God is good. God is good. God is good. And um uh one announcement we have uh November the twelfth will be our monthly church meeting on the twelfth. Yes. So we'll have that at twelve uh noon. Amen. Praise God. Um with that being said, uh Sister Nicole, would you pray us out? Yes. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to
1: thy own understanding. And all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will always, always direct our path. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for this prayer meeting this evening, oh God, because we are full of your Holy Spirit, dear God. Lord, we thank you for letting us understand that when we are obedient, unto you, O oh God. Let's follow your instructions, oh God, just like there is for life. Then we have lessons abundantly, dear God. And even when we go through hardship and we don't know when those hardships are going to end, you are there comforting us, leading us, strengthening us, preparing us for this test to be a testimony for you, oh God. Lord, we just thank you. For just blessings, Brother Dudley, Sister Patricia Carter, myself, Sister Alessa Dudley, Brother Brian Douglas, Brother Patrick Douglas, the Minister Heavenly Father of the Hour, Minister mm-hmm. Michelle Carter Denny. Blessing us all, dear God, to know that all we have to do is just turn it over to you, oh God, mm-hmm. and then you will do the work for us. Well, Paul said that we have to look and be nice to each other. Show the people who like the dinner. It's so easy, dear God, to be mean at people who are mean to us. Mm-hmm. To curse the people who curse us. To not look at the people that deep mom and say, wait a second. They, too, need to be prayed on. They, too, need an opportunity to know you, oh God. And then if they turn away from you, that is their own free will. But the malice, the hate, vengefulness, jealousy, anything in our hearts that is not of you, oh God. We ask you to remove it right now, dear God. Remove it from our hearts, minds, and souls, dear God. Because all we want is a pure heart for you. Can we you want to be washed, white as this snow. We finally worship you. And to be conquerors of the God, to show people the light that is in them. And what you have done for us, you can also do for them as well.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Lord, if it be your will for us to assemble again next week, this week, same time. To just read your holy word. Let it be there, God. And until we meet again, whether it be on phone. By voice, email, or any other mode of transportation, trans, um, just keep us, Lord. Keep us in your bosom. Protect us from any harm or danger.
0: Oh, yes. Hallelujah.
1: If you are a camp around us. We thank you, O oh God, for all that you have done for us. And We will continue, Heavenly Father, to lift up your holy name, to give it all the honor and the praise. Glory have you given your name. And you will provide Jehovah
0: Jireh. This I said to bless the Holy Name. Amen. 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 The floor is
1: open before we uh conclude. Is there any other thoughts?
0: Amen. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, to this uh, segment of Behind Closed Doors Ministries Bible Study. Today, November 9th, 2022, thousand uh, and twenty-two. I'm Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas, pastor of Behind Closed Doors Ministries. And our mission here at Behind Closed Doors Ministries, we are a nonprofit organization devoted to the spiritual enhancement of our community. Those suffering from the trials and tribulations of this world shall not suffer in silence or alone. Our purpose is to provide biblical information, food, clothing, and school supplies to those in need. We want to thank you once again and have a blessed day. Amen. On the path to success, we find many adversities. What and to whom can be the stumbling block? Are we being spiritually punished for some things? Or is there something or someone trying to hinder us from receiving Almighty God's blessings? Thinking outside the plantations is based on the evidence-based perspective. Evidence shows who and what is oppressing people today. The plantations of depression, suicide, domestic violence, and addictions will not define us. We have the power to become free. This book will guide you through breaking the chains, thus enabling you to step off those mental and philosophical plantations that impede your social growth. This book is written by abuse survivors and designed for your individual and group studies. Books are available on Amazon.com, both the instructor's manual and the individual book. This Christmas, Arlesa R. Douglas and her family will share their talents and their hearts with you. An inspirational read for the holidays. Amelia is in danger of losing her home and all hope for Christmas. Does Santa really exist? Can prayer change things? Find the answers to these questions and more in this must-read Christmas story for the holidays. Amelia looked for additional work, washing people's clothing or cleaning their homes, but there were never enough hours in the day to earn enough money to provide for her four small children and maintain the household. The night before she had to leave her home, she tucked her children into their beds. Amelia was distraught and heartbroken over the thought of being homeless. She never wanted her children to see her cry. So she quickly placed her hands over her face, ran to her bedroom and locked the door. Find out by purchasing the book, Christmas Morning, Written by Arlesa R. Douglas. Co written by her brothers Patrick M. Douglas and Brylon Douglas. Available right now on Amazon.com.